Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for joining me and Pastor Max Buchanan today. Uh, Max is uh, with me for this series as he has actually put this series together. And, and believe me, he's doing a very brief study. He's got, he's got a sermon, uh, you know, a 30-minute sermon on all this, but we are uh, doing this all in about 12 minutes and just uh, kind of getting to some key points and moving ahead. So let's pray and we'll dive in. Lord, thanks for the day. Thanks for Pastor Max. Thanks for listeners. God, open our hearts to your truth and your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Max, dive us into, I believe, chapter 3 of 1 Thessalonians. Yep, we're in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. It says, Therefore, when we could bear it no longer, we were willing to be left behind at Athens alone, and we sent Timothy, our brother and God's co-worker, in the gospel of Christ to establish and exhort you in your faith that no one be moved by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are destined for this, that we were with you. We kept telling you beforehand that we were suffering affliction just as it had come to pass. And just as you know, for this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you and our labor would be in vain. And so this is just a little bit more into the story of how this book, um, you know, is off to its start and the purpose for it. As Paul says that we sent Timothy to you because we couldn't bear the thought that something had happened, that all this work would have been in vain. And so when I was really thinking about thinking about that, thinking about uh, work being in vain, it was kind of funny because a few nights ago, um, you know, just thinking about what that term means. It's not something we throw around. If you're in Christian circles, we say, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Uh, but what does that word really mean to be in vain? It means to be that you've done all of this stuff and it didn't matter. Um, and so the other night we were making tacos for dinner and we get everything like all ready to roll. And, uh, we made a couple tacos for Conrad and had them on his plate. And so we're doing a bunch of other things. And then all of a sudden, uh, we heard this plate go thud and we're like, who was that? What was that? And we turn around and Kara, our little 18 month old had pulled the, the plate of tacos onto the ground and the dogs, cause we had Benny, my dog, and then we had my in-laws dog, Bo, were just eating the tacos. And so we go, okay, there was all that work, right? Like we'd spent all this time and these are tacos. And I, and I had this like knee jerk reaction of like, oh man, like we blew. And I, and I was that fired up about tacos. So now I'm like stepping back and thinking about how Paul would have felt if, the tempter, so he's saying if literally Satan had gotten in and, and caused them to go awry and stuff like that, how he would have felt about this church. If I was that upset about tacos, imagine a church he described as being both parents to and being fully in love with these people sharing of himself. Your house must be a jinx. My house is wild, yeah. Because uh, uh, you folks don't know this, but uh, I sold my house that I had built to Max, yeah, uh, uh-huh. years ago now, yeah, and we had we used to watch a little Yorkie, our friend Yorkie, uh-huh. and we spilled uh, something like that. But we spilled jalapeno on the floor, oh, and that Yorkie got that jalapeno. But Denise and I will never forget that he just kept licking his lips and licking the lips. It he just could not get, get that off his lips, and so I think there's something about spicy food that uh, yeah, like likes the floor of of Rockhampton. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, and so yeah, there's something something about it, but it was pretty, 
Uh, it was a pretty interesting, uh, you know, Tuesday. Um, and then another thing that I was just thinking of is the is the week before that we went to go pick up these water bottles from Costco, a whole oh, pallet boy. of them. Yeah. And I haven't told this story on here, so no. it kind of fits perfectly. So we have this this you know pallet of Costco waters, forty eight cases of water on the cases. back of my truck. Wow. And we go around the first corner from uh, Entertainment Way to Overland, if you know where that is, at that Costco, and half of the water bottles just slid off. So we're talking 24 cases of water. We were left with 26, so almost half of them. 24 cases of this water just slide off, and they just get absolutely shredded up and all this different stuff. And there's just water bottles everywhere, water bottles everywhere. And so of the the 50 that were, you know, cases of water or whatever it was, um, you know, 20 plus cases of water are just in the street, you know, close to 800 and something water bottles. And so we're sitting there picking all of these up. And uh, so they didn't stay in the cases. No, they didn't stay in the cases. It was shredded and there was water bottles everywhere. And it was the day that it was like raining and whipping wind and all this stuff. And so we were out there just trying to pick these things up, and it was miserable. We had to stop traffic for like 10 minutes, and it took us an hour and a half to fully get all these water bottles picked up. And so we're like, wow, that trip was in vain, right? Like that makes perfect sense. You go out and set out to do something, and then uh, he said that the tempter would get in and, you know, cause these issues with the church. And so – um, he was nervous of that, and so that's why Tem- Timothy was sent there. He said, leave me in Athens. Um, I'm fine being there by myself. You, Timothy, go and then bring us a report of what's going on there. And it says two things, that he went to establish the church and exhort the church. Those are two words that Paul actually uses often. They, they can mean strengthen also in their Greek context and encourage. And so he went there to strengthen the church to say, hey, here's some areas in which you are to work on and keep pushing into righteousness. But also these are the areas in which you are doing a great job. Um, I wonder and so how, that's his purpose. I wonder how much way back – sorry to interrupt you. No, way, you're totally way, way back there that, that uh, churches sent – I mean leaderships sent people to other churches for that purpose. I mean mm-hmm. I know, of course, Paul's a whole different ballgame, but I wonder yeah. just about the normal – Every day, um, if they had a, a headquarters somewhere, or if if people just sent people to other churches to encourage them, I do you know yeah. that or not. Um, so I'm like not sure on like the exact uh, percentage and all that kind of different stuff. Um, it seems like some people were stationed. It's like you know Peter was you know really with the Jewish people for much of his um, you know, and so he was around Jerusalem and all that kind of stuff and church in Judea and everything for, it, it seems like the most of his pastoral career that we have recorded. Uh, Paul again was a missionary, went and planted churches. And so he was kind of all over the map. He had, you know, all these missionary journeys and this was the second missionary journey that he was on and had these people go through. Uh, but I would imagine, because I know, I, I think it's in one of the pastoral epistles. I don't know exactly where it is, but it talks about, um, you know, if somebody like comes into your space and, you know, they're preaching a false gospel or something other than the gospel to get them out. And so traveling preachers would have been a real thing um, and everything like that. But I, in this particular instance, I don't know if Timothy went on, a, you know, on elsewhere to anywhere else and did any of this uh, stuff as well other times. But it's pretty fascinating. And I wonder what it would have been like to be Timothy or like my friends just got kicked out of here after a month. And so now I'm going back. So I think you'd have very little hope for the church. And then you'd have some sort of like anxiety of like, wow, I'm going to be, 
uh, you know, persecuted, but the exact opposite happens, and Timothy's actually encouraged um, by the report. And that's where we pick up in, in verse 6 is, is it talks about, um, you know, it talks about the report in which Timothy brings them. It says, but now that Timothy has come to us from you, he has brought us the good news of your faith and your love and reported that you always remember us kindly as long and long to see us as we long to see you. For this reason, brothers, in our distress and affliction, we have been comforted about you through your faith. For now we live, if you are standing fast in the Lord, for what thanksgiving can we return to God for you, for all the joy that we feel uh, for you for the sake of uh, before our God. I find this super fascinating uh, because, again, part of the way in which he was encouraged was the fact that they desired to see Paul again. And really this week when I was prepping this message— I was thinking of uh, how actually incredibly important that was and how crucial it was to, to Paul's ministry because that's not always the case. If you look at like the book of Galatians, for an example, there was people that were coming in and saying, hey, Paul is this guy. He's not really you know, true. He was this devout Jew, somehow has this miraculous you know, decision to follow Christ and stuff. And so they were trying to write off everything that Paul was saying, destroy his reputation, get them to fall in line with you know, their agenda, so to, to speak, and everything like that. And so um, he was you know, overly excited that they – were encouraged by him. And you have to think, these are letters he's writing. This right. is probably one of the right. first letters, and the Gospels weren't in circulation as well. And so in order for the church to press into the things of God, um, they didn't have the resources we did today, and it would have been really easy for people to come in and plant these false ideas and them not to be able to back it with Scripture. Because, again, they're hearing about Jesus, but a lot of these books aren't in circulation. So they would have held even this letter so dear to them. Yes. And they would have held the time that Paul spent with them really dear. And so he's saying, thank God the tempter didn't come in and even ruin my right. reputation because it allows me to continue in you know my work. And so that's a really interesting part of this chapter. We're going to have to buzz through the last yeah. few verses. Yeah, most definitely, uh, which is a prayer that Paul has. And it says, as we most earnestly night and day that we would see you face to face and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And you may and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you so that he may establish your heart. So there's again that word establish blameless and holy before our God and our Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all the saints. The good news about this that we could buzz through is that those are all the topics he's going to cover in four and five. Well, that's so the next two days we got it. We're going to cover those things because for the, I like the last one. He said, I'm comforted about because, you know, hey, I'm coming again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a it's going to be a great day and the coming of the Lord is going to be a wonderful event. And so the next yeah next couple uh, days we're going to be hitting that and so yeah. folks we are I'm with Pastor Max Buchanan and he's sharing with us a very abbreviated uh, messages on this as like I said if you got on the other day I said he did uh, 30 minute studies on these uh, every Sunday and we're cutting this down to 12 minutes and, <laughs> and so we're just kind of skimming it but we want you to get a portion of the Word of God 
and react to it. Max, thanks a lot. Absolutely. Folks, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I hope you have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.